0: Welcome to the Off Dome Podcast, everybody. Hello and welcome back to the Off The Dome Podcast, everybody. Glad to be back with y'all, man, I'm here today. We got, we got a lot going on today. Uh, we are back from the Cardinals game last night. Uh... Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go into that one tough one um we'll, we'll, we'll break all that stuff down for you let you know how that was that was a in- in- interesting one for sure uh, we were roasting we were roasting in right field but um had a blast uh all of us did so uh, uh, we'll look at that I guess I got some stuff going on here some big news and free NBA free agency as well um the Suns uh, had uh, had a match and offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton, which now muddies the water for any trades that we've been hearing about Kevin Durant. So we'll dive into that, see what, see how, I think now the options are really weighing out. I mean, like I said last episode, I think now we're getting to a point where every door is closing and I don't know how many doors are left for uh, Kevin Durant. Because there's not that many doors that could be open, and we'll get into this and, and and all that stuff. But we also want to we'll look at the latest offer for Kyrie and, and see what um see where that stands if that's maybe getting closer. And then uh, I want to talk about as well uh, a couple stories about the NFL Sunday Ticket maybe getting close to uh, leaving Directv, which well, we'll see what that means. Um, but we will start with this uh, NBA free agency. Um, so I want to start. I actually want to start with a story on Diamond Mitchell. So they're they're actively still trying. Utah's still trying to trade him. Um, they're basically on. They're they're rebuilding. They're restarting and trying to figure this thing out. Uh, and now it's come out that they, they had made a trade with the Knicks. They had a. They they were in talks with the Knicks and actually sent over a proposal, and it looks like that's for Quentin Grimes, Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, Miles McBride, and six first-round picks. They wanted. They're really out here trying to finesse the New York Knicks. Now, uh, I I think Utah knows that that offer wasn't going to get accepted. Um, I just. I like the I like the I like the idea of the Knicks making a trade. This could work, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell to um, to New York could make a lot of sense. You know, the Knicks have been wanting a superstar for so damn long. Ever since Melo, I mean, they've been they've been hungry, hungry for a superstar, and they have not been able to get it. They've swung and missed so many times the last few off seasons. This one smells like. In their grasp. I, I truly believe that they could really make a trade for this. Now, obviously, they're not going to come up off six first-round picks, plus all of those. Y- I mean, Obi Toppin, young, hasn't really done much. Emmanuel Quickly, a solid young guy. I mean, Quentin Grimes, young. I mean, these are all youth, youth movement. So, Utah's, I mean, obviously, Utah's, that's what they would want, of course, because they're moving off these guys. They got, was it four? I want to say four first-round picks for... Um, Rudy Gobert, and I think Utah believes they can get more out of Donovan Mitchell. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 100 sure because I don't know how many teams really value Donovan Mitchell. Like I don't feel like Donovan Mitchell's respected around the league as far as talent wise. Which maybe it's because he's in Utah, but it's also because they have not gotten out very far, in, um they haven't really contended in the in those in those Western. Uh, Finals. Uh, finals. The, the Western playoffs, excuse me. Finals. They, they would like to get to the finals, right? They want to get to the Western Conference final. They haven't been able to do so. They haven't been able to, to push like these other teams have, like the Suns who've made moves. And, and Utah's just been stagnant, man. They've been sitting there like, yeah, we're the fourth seed every year. You know what I mean? They're fourth, fifth seed every year, just plugging along, and then they get bounced. So... I think that's why a lot of teams have you. Uh, maybe it just, they just, I don't know if they just ever had the right pieces to get behind Gobert and Donald Mitchell because on paper, that's a great, that that works great because you got Donald Mitchell, young guy, a young guy that can handle the ball, and then you got a big guy. That's always how it's been, like Shaq and Kobe and, you know, Wade and Shaq. I mean, that's it's just, it's, it's always been like that where if you can get a guy like a, a solid ball handler and a great, if you can get a great score and a great big, you could do a lot of th- you could do a lot of damage. But now this league's changed where you got to have five superstars just to even compete. But um, no, I really do. I, I like. I think the Knicks are smart for going after Donovan Mitchell. I think it makes a lot of sense. He's a stud. He'll, you know, depending on what pieces you have to come up of him and Julius Randle. And if you can keep him, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, mm, now you got a squad. Now, I mean, now you really have a squad. Squad. I mean, you got a squad, dude. That, that's that's a smart move. I I don't know what the market is for Mitchell. I I haven't heard a lot of teams that really are, are striving. The ones I've heard are the Miami Heat, which you know that they've been th- tossed around. They're still they're still one of the teams in the mix for Kevin Durant. I think, but like I, I've been saying, I don't know if he, he if that's going to happen. But um. Where was I at with that thought? Uh, how many teams I was saying? Kevin Durant. No, oh, I then lost it. But like, but but with me, Mitchell it makes a lot of sense. Oh, with the Miami Heat, the Miami Heat are one of the other teams. I don't know how many teams are in this in this race for Donovan Mitchell. So it 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 you wonder oh, is there? Do you have many options? You know, it to me, I think the longer this goes on, the, the the better it is for any team that's not not Utah, because you know once the grinding, you get close to the season. Right now, everyone's like, "Hey, you want to make a trade? You can get him right now." Well, I think if you hold off, because Diamond Mitchell's a guy I don't know if the market's too rich for him. And there's oh, there's been a lot of reports around that come out about Diamond Mitchell, and I don't know, you know, the sources on these, but I, I've seen a, so many reports about how a lot of guys don't, a lot of NBA execs don't, don't think he can lead a team to a championship. So there's a lot of doubters a lot of stink around that which can muddy up a trade where guys if, if they don't they don't value him how many teams are like I said how many teams are going to go after him and how are you going to meet what Utah wants and at least come to some kind of an agreement if one side doesn't value him and the other side really values him and they're trying to get the most out of that value you're never going to come to terms so it's going to be hard especially if Utah goes into every trade Doing what they just did with the Knicks, because to me that's a silly trade offer, and they had to have known that, because not only are you giving away f- at least f- three solid, decent pieces, right? I think Obi Toppin's got he's gonna have to prove himself. He's got a lot of room to grow. I don't know if he if he's gonna if he's gonna be a guy that sticks around in this league much longer. I don't know, but quickly in Grimes, you can really develop and move around six first round picks. I would say, you throw in all those guys and three first round picks. That gets a deal done. I mean, that that's a that's a really solid move. I mean, you're getting three picks. Say say only one of those guys works. Okay, well you have three picks, so you didn't miss out on much. Say say Quentin Grimes is the only guy that is worth a, it does much with this team, Utah team. Okay, so then you have three picks that compensate for those three players you didn't get. So you basically got. Four assets either way. Right now you're you're tossing on a couple couple guys that I Miles mean, McBride not haven't heard him. I know I don't know much about Miles McBride, I know, but the other three I know, so I can tell you from what I know with those guys, there's, there's some there's some talent in there, and to give up six first round picks, whew, maybe if you took out, I I I don't know if they would want it like R.J. Barrett. I mean, I, don't, I the Knicks probably don't want to come off of that, but there's there's a lot of things there that make sense. They the Knicks have the most talent pool of draft picks and people and just young talent. They're the most young talent, so they can make a trade work the easiest. I think it's just finding the right pieces that make both sides happy. To me, that's where I would I, I could see Donovan Mitchell if he gets moved. I see, I see the Knicks. I could see Miami, but I I don't know. I feel like Miami still. I think Pat. I feel like Pat Riley is still lingering around, trying to get, trying to get KD. I really do. I really feel like that's where where he's trying to. Because Miami did try to get KD. Was it when he was originally leaving OKC? We were one of the big teams, and I, I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get Kevin Durant." And no, so Miami's Miami's always a team just because of their destination and where they're at, and. All the great things down there, and they're a contending team on top of it. So I mean, it's just great destination pieces. I don't know what Miami would give up for a Donovan Mitchell. That would be that would have to be to de- be determined. I I don't know what they would have to give up to get Donovan Mitchell. I always feel like Tyler, Tyler Heroes automatic in any trade that Miami is doing. So, um, and maybe Bam. I don't know. You're not gonna give up Jimmy, do you? I don't know. So. We'll keep an eye on that. I just thought that was interesting to see about how Donovan Mitchell. So we kind of are gauging the market now with Donovan Mitchell. We know he's not worth eight draft picks and four players. Got it. In other news, uh, the Indiana Pacers had put in an an, uh, an offer sheet for DeAndre Ayton. A uh, hundred thirty three million offer sheet for De- De- DeAndre Ayton, and uh, the Suns. Did not blink and immediately matched it, which is smart because then we just lost him for nothing. So they have to get something out of it. Well, now, now there's no really going to be no trade because he cannot be traded uh, without a year, correct? Right? Free agent means now he cannot be tra- the agreement with the restricted free agent means that he can can't be traded until January 15. So. You're not moving off that. There goes there goes any inclination that the Suns, Kevin Durant will not be a Phoenix Sun next year. That just killed that right there because the only only thing you're doing in a KD trade to Phoenix is packaging DeAndre Ayton. That was the big centerpiece. DeAndre Ay- DeAndre Ayton and probably some picks is what that would have involved because Phoenix has had their rifts. Now they you know I don't want to get paid. Well now they didn't even pay him. Uh, they didn't offer him this. This was just, ah, oh, someone did this, now we have to. You know, that's going to come off as, Pfft. so come January 15th, DeAndre Ayton still might not want to be around. You know, this might just be a, oh. you know, he might just go out there season and or he could fall in love back with the team. I don't know. They could re- rekindle this thing. But the the fact that this happened tells me Phoenix is just going to run it back. They're just going to run it back with the team they had, which is makes sense. I mean, They've been, they've gotten close twice now. They've gotten to the finals. I mean, you just maybe reshuffle some pieces. Is all you got to do with a team like that? All you do is reshuffle some pieces and run it back. Um, but now KD is obviously not going to be coming to. Uh, he's not going to be in an orange jersey next year. You don't have to worry about that. Which just really is really all of this all this move does is muddy the free agency water. And what this tells me is. If I'm a betting man, KD ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you right now. Unless Miami... I mean, Pat Riley's going to try to work some things behind the scenes. He always does. He's always wheeling and dealing and trying to make moves. Doesn't mean he's going to go after it, but he's always going to try. If so, now that that closes... Like I was saying, this is closing door. We're just closing doors. Nah, we don't want them. Don't need them. Can't. Most teams don't have what it takes to get. You hear what Diamond Mitchell's... If Donovan Mitchell is being tossed around for six uh being tossed around for six first round picks and um four players, four young players at that. What the hell's what the hell's Kevin Durant going to be offered? You know what I mean? If if he's six, Kevin Durant's got to be 12. I mean, he's going to be double. He's fucking Kevin Durant. You're at least getting 10, 10 for Ten first-round picks. The, the only way only way you can get a, K, a KD trade is somebody... You have to trade for Superstar. So, like, you could trade Kevin Durant for Jimmy, right? Nope. And then, plus whatever, Miami's willing to throw in. I think you'd have to throw in. I think you, you would still have to throw in a little bit. But you don't have to throw in as much, right? You, can, you get one big play. That's why the DeAndre Ayton move made sense. He's not happy, he wants out, we can trade him. He's a big time, he's fucking 23 years old, dude, and he's a dominant center in this league. He's an up-and-coming dominant big in this league. Why wouldn't you? To me, the most sense that would have made sense to get in the United States, I still like going back, I like the idea of him going to Atlanta, that made the most sense. But I, I guess... They come out. The reports. He was pretty excited to be going to uh, Indiana. He wanted to go to Indiana and play with the, play with that young group, um, but now that's not going to happen. And I don't, I don't know now with KD, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's hard saying with that dude. So let's break it down. Let's let's break this down for a minute. Hold on. Uh, let's break down. So, Katie Phoenix is out. That was wishless. Miami, Miami is going to be tough. I mean, could you package something around? Could you package something around Tyler Hero? Because. Tyler Heroes always to me come up as well, the guy that's gonna be movable, expendable in this project. Because you're not breaking up a big core, right? But do you have to do would Brooklyn want would Brooklyn want Jimmy? If I'm Brooklyn, I'm saying, hey, let me get Jimmy. And you just throw in a couple picks, we'll call it good. You got Katie. That that could be a possibility. Tyler Hero and some picks. I think Tyler Hero would be a lot harder. You're gonna throw in a lot more. Um, you're gonna be looking at like six first round picks. So with that, that's that's where you stand there. Um just where else is Kevin Durant gonna go? Where are you gonna trade him? Do you trade him to Utah? <laughs> he ain't gonna wanna go there. You're right. You know, he wants to trade. Training for Utah for Donovan Mitchell, the Knicks. Does he want to go to the Knicks? Because why are the Knicks not being talked about for Kevin Durant? They have a lot of pieces, but it seems like that you know they're not going for him. They're going for Donovan Mitchell. But Katie, the Knicks would be nice. So huh, look, this is we're pulling teeth trying to find doors to open for Kevin Durant to go to. It's tough, man. He doesn't fit well. You have to give up so much, and by the time you give up all your assets, you look around and it's KD with nobody, and you're not gonna win like that. So, to me, I'm gonna say KD stays. I don't think he, I don't think anybody finds a trade for him. I, I don't know how you find. It's hard to find a trade. To me, the only the only chance I see of KD moving at all has to be to Miami they still got some of the pieces i like and then anywhere else where does he want to go i mean tough tough we'll see i think miami's the only team left that has a shot at katie it, it's brooklyn's uh, i think brooklyn's gonna keep him. they're gonna have they're gonna stick around with him uh that leads with his running mate who will he be playing with is he going to be playing with Ben Simmons and Kyrie, or is Kyrie gonna be going to the Lakers? Because we have details on the latest trade offer from between Brooklyn and Los Angeles. Um Lakers are currently uh Lakers are currently negotiating a trade for Kyrie Irving involving Russell Westbrook, a first round pick, and a pick swap. It's also been rumored that they, so in return, they would also receive Irving for LA's going to send out Russ, a first round pick and a pick swap. And in return, they're going to get Kyrie Irving and they're going to take on Joe Harris's contract, which is, he, he's set to make 18.6 million. So they're like, Hey, we'll take care of Joe Harris's contract for you guys. Um, Cause he hasn't been that great down the stretch. You don't know, Recently, he got paid, and he, he was a great, great three point shooter. Um, I think he he kind of struggled last year. So you, yeah, and 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 Brooklyn said hell no to this immediately. So they they were like, eh, no, uh, <laughs> which I don't blame them. I think the issue the issue with the only issue with uh, a Kyrie to. L.A. trade is L.A. doesn't want to give up two first round picks. They don't want to give up multiple first round picks, and that's what that's what Brooklyn wants. They want to get, which I don't know. If, yeah, I mean, otherwise the Nets have to do something with with Kyrie because on that year one year deal, you know, is he going to bounce? Is he going to leave somewhere? So, uh. I don't know. Uh, this 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 doesn't seem very likely either. This seems a lot more likely than Kevin Durant going anywhere for sure. Uh, I could see Kyrie going, but <laughs> what makes that funny is is K- so so Katie stays, and then they trade Kyrie. It's Katie and Russ again. <laughs> How well is that relationship? Are they, is that what are they willing to run that back with Ben Simmons? That just seems. That seems very messy. That seems so messy. I, I don't. I don't know how Brooklyn goes about this trade with with LA because I don't know any way, any scenario, unless they get their multiple picks. If 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 the Lakers can give into the multiple picks, that's when it makes sense. Because it doesn't make sense for the Nets to make this trade in either. You're better off just running it back than getting the little value that you're going to be getting. To me, I. I Unless you're going to get multiple picks and go from there. But, all right. Right now, it seems like they're, they're, that's where they're squabbling. The squabbles there are between the the picks. The Lakers got to come up off more first-round picks. And they're not willing to. So, okay. With the NBA free agency all set done there. We'll, we'll leave that there. We, we, we're going to have to wait for more details on that to see what's going on. But, I want to talk to uh, NFL now. Sunday Ticket. The bid is out. They are still bidding. It's between Apple, um, Apple, Amazon, and Disney. All bidding, and it's looking like so. Directv right now had the rights. Their deal is up. They're paying 1.5 billion. 1.5 billion for the Sunday Ticket. So now it's looking like it's a $3 billion purchase annually for Sunday Ticket. And right now they're saying Apple's in the lead. They're saying Apple is the most likely uh, winner for NFL Sunday Ticket. And I hope this does, this changes this format up. Get it onto a streaming service. That's so much better. Get it onto a streaming service. So people can can pay for it that way, and not Sunday ticket. No one wants Direct TV. That's what was so frustrating about being able to watch whatever games you want. You had to have a Direct TV satellite. We are so far removed from some from that. Like, let's get this is a new. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to pay an annual thing to be able to get all the teams that are. If say they're not in your market, for me, right, Falcons fan. I don't care to see the Chicago Bears every week. I want to see the Atlanta Falcons. Now that's not going to be on because of where uh, where I'm at. So, why is there not a deal in place to where? Why does the NFL not just strictly come out with their own their own app and you pay? You could pay annually or monthly for that for that for that service and. You can buy. You get whatever you pick your favorite team, and I want. I want all their games. Instead of giving my local Chicago games, I want local Atlanta games, and hundred bucks a year or whatever it is, because it's rough, man. That Sunday ticket is, is is rough too because it's so damn expensive, and I know why now because they're paying one point five billion. And they got to try to make that fucking money back, dude. That's ridiculous. Sunday ticket was already as as. Super expensive. We're past satellites. Let's get it on a damn streaming thing. Now, I, if this comes out and I have, I have to do this, I will have to get Apple, and I don't have Apple TV. Now, the, the bad thing about these streaming networks now is you gotta have you gotta have Amazon for Thursday night. You gotta have something that can watch ESPN for Monday night. You gotta have it's just so all damn over the place, and it's like I gotta have nine streaming services just to watch the one things I wanna watch. Oh, you know. That's that's the shit that gets old, but uh, it's just the world we live in. But I think it'll be a lot better if we can get this this onto a streaming. I think it gets to Apple, even though I don't, ha- I don't, you know, whatever streaming it would have been. I think it's they they could. It's gonna be better. It, it, like, but why are we still living in the stone ages to where I can't watch the game because I didn't, I don't have a satellite in my yard. You know what I mean? Thank God we're moving on from that. It's it's time to it's been overdue for the past few years, so it's good to see. But God, three billion for the Sunday ticket—that's why the NFL is the number one sport. Period. Like that's why it's the number one sport. Fuck, dude, three billion. So good, for, good for the good for the NFL getting off there. But let, let's let's get out of the Stone Ages. It's, it's too easy. To just I want to be able to get whatever out of market teams I want to watch. So that should not be a tough ask in this day and age I don't think but we'll see hopefully good things come of that 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 deal and we can get I hope it's a little cheaper than direct tv um if anything at least it's on a streaming network you know what I mean so we'll keep an eye on that see if, see who comes away with that that deal and what comes of that so well you know, you know I don't know what that what that deal would entail probably that would be next year, right? It would be on Apple because this is their last year now. They have to think about next year, what they're going to do. Makes a lot of sense. So, with that, let's go ahead and start wrapping up wrapping up our NFL Power Rankings. The NFL Preseason Power Rankings, guys. We are now at the top seven, and I think I'm going to knock it off with a banger, and you're going to go, you're nuts. But number seven, I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Not waste no time, Kansas City. Uh, they're seven they're a great team, but what have they done in the off season? They don't have a great defense. Uh, they haven't had a great defense and it, now they're losing pieces like Tyron Matthew. Um, there's a lot of moving parts on that on that defense. Trent McDuffie they brought in. Um, they still got Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Nick Bolton, some of these guys. They've got, they've got some of these guys they have been grabbing in the draft, um, but they're really not a great defensive team, which is going to be tough in that division, not going to lie. It's going to be hard to be in that division not having a defense. Um, so that's what scares me about them. That's why I got them just at seven. Uh, offensively, I'm concerned about their weapons. I'm not big on Juju. Um, they brought in just a lot of guys. Uh, Justin Watson, Marcus Valdez, Scantley, Skymore Big shout out to my boy Justin Watson. Hope he makes that damn roster. Uh, <laughs> but their offensive line is great. They've revamped the offensive line, so they ain't got to worry about that. Um, but, uh, you know, the Joe Tooney signing, Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey. They got a great offensive line now. Well, back to a few years ago when they were terrible. But, uh, Pat Mahomes, I think, can make these guys can make these guys look good. These receiving cores can get rid of some of the blemishes, but he can't help that defense, and that's where I'm 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 left kind of ah, a little scared. So I got the Chiefs at seven for that reason. Um, next, I got Green Bay. I got Green Bay. At, I got Green Bay at six. And why I have them at six. Compared to some of these other teams, I could have maybe had them at five. I almost had them at five, but I left him out of the top five. Um and really Green Bay. Uh same thing here with same thing here with what I just said with the Chiefs. Where are their weapons? Who are they throwing to? Reports have come out that Simi Watkins looks good and that he'll probably be the number one guy. Um that's not good. When Sammy Watkins is your number one guy. No knock on Sammy Watkins at all. This is not a knock on Sammy Watkins. Decent decent player. Never quite lived up to I think he would say he never quite lived up to his potential. Um, but he's still trying to do that. He thinks he can do that now. I do like the Christian Watson draft pick. Um and then other than that, I mean they got good running game with AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones. I love the tandem there. It's solid, one of the best running back duos. Defensively, they're pretty damn. They're getting. They're pretty damn good, man. I think defensively, they're, they're pretty they're pretty strong defensively now. Green Bay is going to be tough. I only have them six because of their weapons, and obviously they could bounce up. But Aaron Rodgers MVP. You would think I'd have him higher, but fuck, man, when you're not throwing nobody, everything else looks great. Everything else checks the box. I love their defense. The defensive line is where it's. That's the only thing I would say. Defensive line is ugh, a little shaky. But Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark and them boys, I, I, they're not by they're not below average by any means. Just an average D line. Devonja Campbell's doing his damn thing, balling out of control. Um, uh, it, you know, they just got Jair Alexander, his big contract. Eric Stokes. Now, and, and, you know, there's their DB room is pretty solid. Uh, but I, I just, their weapons concern me. That's all. Who's Aaron Rodgers to be throwing to? If, if you can't put points up on the board, you can't win. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers won't be able to put points on the board because it's the fucking two-time MVP. I'm not going to disrespect that man like that. So, um, moving on to now top five. We are in the top five. Here we go. Drum roll. Stupid. <laughs> so, anyways, I got Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, went to the Super Bowl last year. How are they not? How are they not in the top five? All right, how are they not in the top five? They won the fucking Super Bowl last year. Joe Burrow, you know, bringing it back with them boys. They, they, you know, lost a couple pieces. They got poached. A couple team guys got poached. Uh, CJ Uzama went to the Jets, but they did bring in Hayden Hurst from Atlanta. Um, they're kind of trying to help that offensive line to keep Burrow upright. is the most important thing, first and foremost. They just got to be able to keep him upright. Um, defensively, uh, I, I, defensively they're a little shaky. I think they've got some solid pieces that they can build around. I love Von Bell, Jesse Bates, uh, Logan Wilson at the linebacker position is doing a really good job. Um, defense, the 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 pressure on the D line. I don't know other than Trey you know Trey Henderson, DJ Reader, BJ Hill. You know they got some big D line big D tackles, but. Sam Hubbard, who's going to step up uh, to help out Trey Hendr- Trey Hendrickson, you know, he coming off 14 sacks. Who's going to help him? So that guy can get after the ball, but he's going to have to have some production. Oh, he's just going to get double team to shut out. They ain't got to worry about nobody else. So I, I think they got a couple things that really they're 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 ready to go back Super Bowl. Wow. Can they get back there? It's going to be a tough road, not easy in that AFC. <laughs> I got them at five. I, I like I like what they're doing a lot. Um, four, I got Tampa. The only, f- it's crazy. The Bucks are the one team that where one guy, and they could be twenty something, eighteen. They'd be pretty low without Tom Brady, uh, but Tom's back. The team's back. I mean, it's the damn Bucks. They they got a lot of pieces. They're adding to their pieces. Uh, they brought in Hakeem Hicks to go with Vita Vea and and to, and Shack Barrett on the deep line. I mean, it's just the rich get richer here. Carlton Davis, Antoine Winfield, Jamel Dean, Lante David, Devin White—one of the best linebacking duos. I mean, they just check all the fucking boxes, man. They're deep. Uh, um, and they got Keanu Neal, Mike Edwards. Were uh, they're so deep at the sage position, linebacker position? They got guys. They really can hit you from all angles. And it's fucking Tom Brady. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Solid O-line, Tom Brady, great weapon still. No brainer. Not 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 much to school you guys on there with, with four. Makes sense. I just happen to like these three teams a little bit better. Top three now. I like Buffalo at three, man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. I'm a I'm a big Buffalo Bills bandwagon guy now. I love Josh Allen. I love one of my. Top defenses in the league, in my eyes. One of my favorite young tight ends, Dawson Knox. Absolute stud. Um, he's growing, developing to go along with Stephon Diggs. Uh, they've got weapons. they got a good running back room. I think now they can help out. They're bringing James Cook that drafted in the second round. I think him and Devin Singletary, maybe even Zach Moss getting in the mix there solid dude I mean they're solid and the, their strength is not even offense their strength is defense and it got better they dropped Ky- Kyrie Elam cornerback to go along with Tredavious White who's one of the best corners in the league you then you got one of the best safety I mean you have the best DB room I think Tredavious White Jordan Poyer, Mike Hyde and Kyrie Elam those guys right there your two starting corners and your safeties kind of scary then you go to the D-line Buffalo's built a D-line like no other team I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, that's all they draft is D-line pieces. You got Gregory Rousseau, Gregory Rousseau, Rousseau. I think that's how you say it. It's Rousseau, right? Uh, to go along with Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, Von Miller, A.J. Epinesa on the back end. And they're, they're deep as fuck, dude. This team is so damn deep. They are. Their D-line is so deep. Their defense is nasty. I think they're going to be a top... Three defense in the league. Um, I think Josh Allen's going to be putting some points up on the board for this. I, they're going to they're going to they're going to pop off. It's going to be. I could see these guys in this this the Super Bowl. I I really do. I, I think the I think the one big team that could that could put a stop to them now here. Top two. I got I got spoiler. If you haven't found out on your bingo card, yet, If you have not gone through all these teams, yet, figure out who's who's the top two now. Top two is LA. LA's on fire now. They got two really good teams. They went from having no teams to having a Super Bowl team and a Super Bowl contender. And at two, I got Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert. Do I need to what I need to tell you something about Justin Herbert? It's a fucking stud, dude. He's got a cannon. He's awesome. One of the best. he's, you know, one of these a part of this class, of young, this new wave of young quarterbacks coming in, man. Well, the NFL is that, that they're taking care of at the quarterback position in most spots. So I like Justin Herbert a lot. You know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, they're bringing back most of these pieces. Gerald Everett at the tight end position. They've been drafting at the O line. Uh, you know, you know Rashawn Slater and and then all these guys, Corey Lindsley. All uh, they've got these offensive line pieces. There, that's where they need to help out. It's funny, these young quarterbacks, all they need is line, man. Most of these guys just need line. Joe Burrow, you know, all these guys. They just need offensive line to protect them. Um, defensively, they're getting better, and now they're a scary defense. Joey Bosa bringing in Khalil Mack. Oh, dude, that's a nasty tandem. That could be one of the nastiest tandems. Joey fucking Bosa and Khalil Mack. You could say Khalil Mack's over the hill, and he's done. He's washed. I don't buy it. He's going to get out there in that sun. He's not going to be the only guy that they have to worry about. They have to worry about Joey Bosa now. Oh, dude, they're gonna be nasty. Uh, linebackers, Kenneth Murray, he's a, that, that he's a stud. Uh, JC Jackson, they bring in to go with Sante Samuels Jr. Jr. Derwin James and Nasir Adderley, a free safety. Dude, they got a great DB room. Notice how all these top teams. What I'm saying is, they got a great DB room. Most of them can get to the quarterback, and they have weapons. There's only a couple that are like, ah, I don't know about their weapons there. Eh? It's just it's simple. The, to me, NFL is simple. You gotta be able to get to the quarterback. And I say simple like a I sound like a jackass. Well, well listen listen to what I'm saying. It's simple in this. How you win. You put points on the board, you don't let the other team put points on the board. How do you do that? You get a quarterback and give him someone to throw the ball to. Running back too. Run the ball. To me, running is complimentary. You run the ball. If you can run it, you can. If you can't you're not going to storm the edge of the earth for a damn running back. But, you get somebody that somebody that your quarterback can throw the ball to, rely on, weapons, make sure he's upright, offensive line, just block, and defensively, get to the fucking quarterback. You get to the quarterback, that is the most proven commodity. If you can get to the fucking quarterback, look at last year. Ring me. Iconic. Aaron Donald, ring me. Get to the fucking quarterback. Von Miller, getting to the damn quarterback. That's what. That's why Von Miller got paid so much. Now, may, did he get overpaid? Eh, maybe at that age. I don't know. But what he did, I, and he just came in and plugged and played in that Super Bowl. It was amazing. I think the sky's the limit for the Chargers. They've been knocking on the door for years. Even back when Phillip was there, they've been knocking on the door. Couldn't break it down. I think now Justin Herbert comes in with that cannon of an arm and just fucking obliterates the fucking door. This year. I think this is a year right here. AFC's gonna be fun, dude. AFC battles are gonna be fun. Him and Mahomes and Burrow and Lamar and Carr and Fuck, dude. AFC's gonna be a lot of fun. So number one, I got the champs. How do you not how do you how do you not say Los Angeles is the preseason power ranking number one? They won the Super Bowl. Okay, well you can't just say they won the Super Bowl, they're number one. What do they do? Well, they got a lot fucking better, dude. They brought in Allen Robinson to go with Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson. You know, Door still doesn't close on Odell either, but I don't know what what's gonna come of that. I don't know if he's gonna come in. I don't. I don't. I don't think Odell's gonna be here. But Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, a solid K makers. Uh, Daryl Henderson. To get, uh, that running back room's solid. Great offensive line. Uh, let me take that back. I won't say great. I won't use great. A really good offensive line. Uh, they got really good pieces. They're not. They're not great. Um, but in a well above average offensive line. Their defense is. Uh, to to me, I've said this. I said this a few times. To me, I think this could. This could, to me could be true with LA. They might have the best from tier to tier. There's three tiers on a defense inside of the ball. You got the line, linebacker and then this backside, back right? Is Aaron Donald the best defensive lineman, period? Yes. Bobby Wagner could be one of the best, could be the best linebacker, arguably, in the NFL right now, still. And then you could say Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league, and people are going to go, are you nuts? They're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay. You could say that about all three of them guys, and no one's going to go, you're stupid. He's not even a top 10 guy. Not even a top five guy. No. No. They can't, you can't. So, and it's not like they just have just those three guys. Sean Robinson on the defensive line is nasty. Leonard Floyd's a beast. Um, Taylor Rapp at the safety position. Troy Hill. Their corners is where they're, they, they, they scare me a little bit because other than Jalen Ramsey, it's kind of like, Ugh. But, come on, dude. They're going to be getting the quarterback so much, you're not going to need grade-A talent. And you already got, if you shut down one side with Jalen Ramsey and the quarterback can only look at one side of the ball and he's getting... F- Flustered. Oh, dude, come on. They're solid. They're they're in good hands. They they are in really good hands. That is for sure. So that's where I got it. Um, that's where I got that at. Uh, we can run this back again for you guys, all the way from thirty-two. So power rankings are are done concluded. Um, we got Seattle at thirty-two. Bears thirty-one. Giants 30, 29 Falcons, Texans, Browns, Panthers, Jags, Jets, Commanders, Lions, Steelers, Patriots, Vikings, Titans, Saints, Eagles, Cowboys, Broncos, Colts, Raiders, Ravens, and then now in the top 10 we have 49ers at 10, Dolphins 9, Cardinals 8, Chiefs 7, Packers six, Bengals five, Bucks four, Bills three. I got two, the Chargers and the number one preseason power ranking team. Going forward, I have the Los Angeles Rams, the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs. Um, let me know, guys, uh, that for you, for you folks on the YouTube channel, I want y'all to go on, go, go down in the comments for me while, while we're here. I want y'all to go in the comments and and let me know. I, wa- I want to know some of y'all's power rankings maybe put down top five top ten however you want to do it let me know who you think where did I mess up on this list I want to know what y'all think because I want to know is there am I on the same wavelengths with these with with these teams or or what you let me know what you think this to me this this is how it looks when we'll take a look uh once the season gets going here and kicks off we'll really see how these teams play but yeah man go down below let me know who you think and uh We'll, we'll, I I want to see what y'all think about your guys' top 10. We're getting ready to wrap this thing up here for you guys. Uh I did want to leave y'all on a note here. Cardinals game was a blast. Cardinals game was a blast. And we all went we went and had a good time. What 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 did you what was your favorite part of this Cardinals game? Mm-hmm. That you remember. No. T- Terrell, you don't remember what your favorite part was? Yeah. No okay well we had a we had a blast we had a blast uh, we we're sitting in right field it was so hot and we had we had to get uh ices to cool down because man it was brutal we were frying in right field uh, but we had a lot of fun of course it didn't happen the way we thought it was like i said you know what, what i say seven six seven six and then we get a pitching duel and get goose egged while we're there so we didn't get to see anything. No home runs to right field. No one sliced one our our way, but um, a fun game nonetheless. Did you have fun? Yeah. Yep, yeah, and that's all that matters. But uh, Cardinals win would have put an exclamation mark. Actually, Dad, you know what my favorite part was. All right, let's hear. It. What's your favorite part? Don't no, no, move. No, no. Um, my favorite part was um. What? My favorite part was seeing Fredbird. Yeah, seeing Fredbird. Did, did you like seeing Fredbird? Yeah. He, you you had your Fredbird hat on, didn't you? Yep. So he seen you in your Fredbird hat. That was a lot of fun. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap things up here. We'll leave y'all here with this. Um, this. Uh, I hope you guys have a wonderful fucking day. Love y'all. Um, peace.